Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Play for your share of over $14,000 with Summer Jam Machine Tournaments at Muckleshoot Casino. Tournaments are back. Friday, July 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th. Register for free with your Muckleshoot Rewards card starting at 4 p.m. Don't be late. The tournament starts at 5 p.m. Summer Jam Machine Tournaments. Select Fridays at Muckleshoot Casino. The biggest and best in the Northwest. They turn into the stretch, and it's all Miss Dynamic. Miss Dynamic leads by double digits. Gunhild is up into second as she's a little run, runaway, drops back, followed up by Annette Marie into the third spot, but a no doubt about it winner. Miss Dynamic. Miss Dynamic crushes. Horse Racing Northwest, July of 2022. Emerald Downs heating up for the summer. And a stakes doubleheader this weekend. You just heard the audio of Miss Dynamic in her career debut for trainer Jesse Velasquez. And she's coming right back in this weekend's Angie C Stakes. Joe Withy, Vince Brune, track announcer Bill Downs on Horse Racing Northwest. Fellas, Miss Dynamic was just that uh, a week ago. Bill? Yes, she definitely impressed me uh, in that win. Yes, which is the main and claiming for 15, but uh, sometimes you got to get them on the racetrack and in a race to see what you got. And Miss Dynamic passed her uh, first test uh, with flying colors with a double-digit win, but uh, she's the second choice on the morning line. Aloha Breeze, who uh, won a straight maiden special weight race and did so leading every call uh, is the morning line favorite. And uh, those two seem to be the, the best two in that field of six. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I thought Aloha breeze obviously beat a tougher field, but I thought visually um, this dynamic. Yep. The way she broke out of that gate in the final time, 50.93 is extremely good. I was a little surprised that Aloha breeze actually got the higher buyer 56 to 55. I think it was maiden special eight, maiden 16. Yeah. Have something yeah. to do with that. But a little the, bit. it could be. Yeah. But just the way she broke the gate, that was really cool. And oh. it's, it's a great matchup. Hey, that was about the quick. I think we all mentioned that one of the quickest three lengths, three length leads we've ever seen. Uh, in a long time, anyway, she just uh, burst out of there, and her time was really fast, comparably for two-year-old fillies at four and a half furlongs at Emerald Downs, second tied for the second fastest ever. So uh, that was good. Um, but uh, Aloha Breeze probably did beat a stronger field. They're going to meet on Saturday, Sunday, in the NGC. And Miss Dynamic ad is a five thousand dollars supplement into the race, so uh, that's a good chunk of change. She was wagered on quite a bit. Strong favorite in that race. Six to five, yeah. As we mentioned, though, we we talk up in the in the press box area sometimes about when you win a maiden race early on as a two-year-old, sometimes, depending on where you are, part of the country, if you want to run in that same part of the country, you got to come back in a stakes You're race. You're going to sit otherwise, yeah. And this looks as good a spot as any. Otherwise, you know, how long would it be until you could run this dynamic again. Right, and you do the math. I think, you know, if you finish at least third, you're going to get at least your money back and right. some profit there. And certainly she's got a great chance to do that. 
Yeah, I've I've never had a problem with running a horseback quick, you know, one time, especially two-year-olds. I mean, they run as fast as they can for as far as they can. And at this time of their careers at Emerald Downs, they're running fairly short. So if you're fast, you've got a big head start on a lot of your competition. And now just looking yeah. at one other little stat here as I'm looking at the PPs, the two-year-old stat for uh, Jesse Velasquez, the trainer, he's uh, hitting with 62% of his two-year-olds. Yeah, wow. he, he had a couple good last year, too. Yeah. I think El Maestro didn't win here and a couple oh, others. There yeah. you go. So that's... Because uh, he's not actually known for that, but in recent times, okay, that's... Yeah, a, he's done so much great work with older claiming horses, we, yeah. you know, West Seattle Boy and those types. But no, he's just an excellent horseman all around. Okay, well, we'll be talking more Aloha Breeze because Bob Capaletti is going to join us. He's the stable manager for George Todaro. George Todaro in the Washington Hall of Fame for uh, great attention to thoroughbred racing in this state and, uh, of course, afar as well, teaming up with Jerry Hollendorfer and, and some owner partnerships over the years. He has gone to some very high places. And uh, Dr. George Todaro uh, with Aloha Breeze and, of course, Tom Wenzel is the trainer. So we'll be talking a little bit more uh, Angie C. And of course, the King County Stakes on Sunday as well. What'd you think of that field, fellas? That one has a field of eight. Bill, uh, why don't you, you can, Bill, I had an appointment yesterday, so Bill helped me out a little bit with the morning line there. Yeah, I made DeShambo the, the favorite at five to two, winner of a maiden race by three. And then after that, there's a couple of first time starters from a couple of the bigger barns here at Emerald Downs. Uh, six shots of tea for trainer Jeff Metz has got the, that bullet workout on June 19th. I've heard about that horse. Yeah. Yeah. Vince was telling me post me making the line that uh, there's some buzz about that horse. So therefore that's good that I made him a co-second choice with running out of days for trainer Blaine Wright, uh, a son of Abraj, who also has a very fast bullet gate workout on June 19th. And then after that, there's a lot of horses that could step up quite a bit. And, uh, but I made DeShambo. Uh, the uh, morning line favorite at five to two. Okay. Yeah. He won our first two-year-old race at the meet on June 24th. And we didn't mention Lloyd's logic in there for George Todaro. That's right. Well. He's, uh, and we'll ask him about that one. I'm we sure. We sure will. Yeah. <laughs> he was third to uh, DeChambeau on June 24th. Okay. Racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. We have those great $5 specials on Friday. First race at 7 p.m. Uh, $5 admission on Friday. That's if you don't have your Emerald Downs Friday night t-shirt. If you still want one, you can buy one at the gift shop for 10 bucks. Good for free admission on all Fridays. And uh, the good takeout on Win Play Show. Keep talking about that. That has been successful this year. Um, the mile is not far off. Sunday, August 14th. So the Long Acres Mile uh, coming up. And, well, of course, we're going to have the governor's stakes before that. Papa's Golden Boy. Two weeks from Sunday, yeah. yeah, On the 24th, along with uh, the Washington State Legislature stakes, Phillies and Mares, a couple of good stakes that day. Then the mile on August 14th, three weeks after the governor's. So uh, we're going to have the Railbird Rally this year. The GOAT, we want to get him to host again. So look for that. More details coming on that. Also, you can run the mile. You can run around the Emerald Downs Oval. And we will be scheduling that activity. Uh, what was the other thing that we had regarding the mile? We're going to have that draw on uh, Wednesday the before The draw will it, be on the Wednesday. Because we yeah. got the four stakes races. A stakes quadruple header, and it'll be an all-stakes pick four on mile day as well. So mile and foe will start uh, creeping in. You know, the older horse division, we had a big field of 10 in that first stake race, the Budweiser, won by Papa's Golden Boy, but he's still unproven at a mile. He ran pretty big last year, but uh, I'm sure they're looking that way, the Lusk family, trainer Vince Gibson. Oh, no question about yeah. it. And uh, they're confident. Uh, you know, you talk to Vince Gibson, this horse can route. He's always said that. And as you mentioned, Joe, he ran pretty well. Yeah, well, he hasn't won at it yet, but he certainly hung in there. He did, and uh, he is the defending Washington champion handicap horse and sprinter, and he's off to a pretty good start this year, Papa's Golden Boy. Um, we're going to have in our third section, we'll do our regular, uh, we're going to have some handicapping angles from the three of us again, some selections, uh, sport short and trivia. Bob Capletti in the second segment. Uh, Vince, uh, what about last week's, honor winners as we like to recognize 
our horsemen and various uh, departments. We had some great ones, beginning with Juan Gutierrez, mm. who actually hadn't won it yet this year, even though he could have a couple times. Ten wins Amazing. last week. Ten. That's, uh, We've had <laughs> jocks with really big weeks this year. Radke. We sure have. Well, a couple five baggers by uh, Alex Cruz, six win bay by Kevin Radke. Yeah. And yeah, so 10, 10 wins in three days is pretty awesome. Joe, your trainer, Steve Bullock, two for two, including uh, who was it? Uh, who won the $25,000? Well, the, the one out of uh, <laughs> Coastal. Uh, no. Um, oh, boy. Well, never. She, Ron and Nina Hagen were part owner of both of them. Yeah, it's called You Go Girl. And, yeah, You Go speaking Girl. Speaking of Juan Gutierrez, he had a nice rail skim and ride there, and they won a $25,000 allowance race. Speaking of Ron and Nina Hagen, they bred four winners at Emerald Downs last week. Big paper daddy. Moscow lady, what's the diff in You Go Girl? That so is... great job by them. But yeah, Steve Bullock went two for two. Uh, great week for him. Mischief Club 4, proud to say they're former Emerald Racing Club people, headed up by Vicki Wilson. Mixo, what a nice horse that is right now. Gotten his second win of the season. So uh, they are our owners of the week. The Washington Bread, we just talked about her, Miss Dynamic, right? And uh, big, big uh, debut for her in the Quarter Shoot Cafe Groom of the Week, Alex Silva. I know Alex a little bit. Um, he works for uh, Jeff Metz, three winners last week. And Alex is one of those guys, you go back to the barn there, he's always nice. And he had our horse, Tango Sad. I'll brag a little. We got a, finally got a win with the Emerald Racing Club. And he has had that horse so happy and healthy and good looking and shiny. Sorry we lost him by claim, but Alex is a nice guy and a hell of a groom. So Alex is our groom of the week. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. Stories about people like that around the backstretch. Moscow Lady was uh, Bullock's other winner, one that uh, maiden fifteen thousand. That's right. 000. Yeah, and that one like a good thing too. Gold Coast Racing, and uh, I'm part owner of a horse making a career debut for Steve Bullock on Saturday. Uh, Sandy Harbor is in the first oh. maiden twenty five thousand. Let me tell you, that race is a grab bag. Yeah, if Steve, you know something in there, you're ahead of me. Okay, he's he's had good reports on her. Like she's mentally good she's been doing everything right he was thinking either made in special weight or made in 25 and i'm glad he didn't go made in special weight against uh dynamic miss or miss dynamic and uh he's got two in there and i haven't asked him about his did other i say one. dynamic miss no i know i've i wrote that at one point and i had to change it i no, did i, I did <laughs> yeah so anyway sandy harbor makes her debut along with going coastal couple from the bullock barn and uh, news and notes, emeralddowns.com? Yes, emeralddowns.com. They went up there yesterday. A couple things in there. Frank Cucarelli, um is still sitting yeah. at uh, 1,999 wins. I think he's got one in tonight at Lone Star. Nothing tomorrow. And then he's got three here at Emerald on tonight, three tomorrow. And let's see, Sunday I got right here. and looks like uh, entered in at least three races on Sunday. So... Frank's going to get that 2,000th win. Of those wins, 1,105 are here at 11. Emerald Downs. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he started back at Long Acres and uh, has won all over the West. And, of course, Oklahoma and Texas the last couple of years 2,000 well. wins is for a trainer. That's a big number, big milestone. That's great. And he, of course, is our all-time leading trainer and our all-time uh, earning trainer and seven titles at Emerald Downs. Frank Lucarelli could be an extra interview there this week with uh, some plaudits to him. Okay, we're going to have Bob Capaletti as our guest as we take a short break, and we'll be right back on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 
first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in a state where such activity is legal, void or prohibited, national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Turn into the stretch. Aloha Breeze. Eddie Martinez taking a look back for the competition and sees Ambeth Dutton about three lengths behind hurt his filly as they pass the final furlong pole. And Aloha Breeze seems to be home free. Aloha Breeze, a daughter of the factors, going to win this race by about five and a half. That was Aloha Breeze winning at Emerald Downs, the first maiden special weight race for juvenile fillies on june 25th she ended up uh winning by a wide margin and it was a great start to her career she's owned by george Tadaro, trained by uh, tom wenzel and stable manager bob capaletti joining us on horse racing northwest bob great to have you on this afternoon well it's good to be on with you guys um always, always a pleasure to talk to you but i first have to uh Put out some kudos for you guys okay. and what you do for the industry you know i see vince vince has to put more miles than anybody i know every every morning i see him going from the front side to the back side out watching the horses and, and taking care of the, the emerald club horses and joe you know what can you say you're in the hall of fame well there it's nice of you bob thanks yeah very nice bob and yeah i look forward to meeting bill i haven't met bill yet so yeah. i look forward to that Yes. And about the sixth time you meet him, you'll say something really nice about him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, Bob. And, you know, Bob is uh, one great member of the industry himself. Uh, Vince, you know him well. I mean, he's really a student. He knows what's going on all over the country, for one thing. And uh, because George Dodaro has campaigned all over the country. And, um, and he's out here watching training. Bob, is it six days a week or is it five days a week? One of the two. Yeah, it's five days a week. Uh, Wednesdays, bill day okay. in the office, and Tuesday the track's closed. Yeah, the track is closed on Tuesday, but uh, it's always great to see Bob out there because he has always got the topics at hand, and he's uh, really concerned about Emerald Downs and us doing well and the future and the present. So, uh Bob, really, I like I like running into you in the mornings. That's well, a tr true statement. So, Aloha. Well, first of all, about you, uh, um, there is a, a Hall of Fame video for Doctor Tadaro on there, and you're part of that, of course. Uh, let's talk about your uh, relationship with him. How that got started? Um, I've been working for George for 18 years now. Mm -hmm. uh, it started way back when. Uh, Tom Burlingame was at Woods Creek, uh, and George had about 175 horses at that time Jeez. and was looking for someone to go to work for him and kind of put everything together, and I got to be the lucky one to do that. That is great. So uh, he had some uh, influence up there at Woods Creek, did he? Uh, some Yeah, um, always have broken horses no matter... Uh, you know, if their horses for Emerald or, you know, Hysterical Lady was broke there, Blonde Bull that running Kentucky mm. Derby was broke there. Every every yearling we bought in Kentucky going back, you know, 18, 20 years has been broke at Woods Creek for uh, Pegasus. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys have supported Pegasus as well. And, you know, I'm sure you have something to say about that. But uh, so your relationship with George started. And boy, at that time, uh, 175 horses and a lot of big spots around the country, as I remember. Yeah, yeah, we were we we're pretty busy. <laughs> well, uh, and so what kind of decisions do you make? Um, <laughs> Some important ones? Yeah, uh, George and I talk weekly, and I'm over there every Wednesday, but pretty much the day-to-day -day operation is, uh, he lets me do that. Yeah, that's a lot so of I'm, So I'm talking to trainers and, you know, looking at a lot of charts, replays, 
Well, let's get to it like Aloha Breeze. We see she cost 25000 What is Was George or Bob, did you pick her out? And what's the backstory on, on the acquisition of Aloha Breeze, who looks so good winning that uh, maiden special? Yeah, um, we go back to Keeneland every September, and Tom goes with me the last probably seven years. And so Tom and I were, were back there, and we usually look for two, three, or four horses to point towards Emerald Downs. And she was the one that uh, Tom and I agreed upon and, and bought last September. Yeah. Nice stuff there. What would you like about her when you uh, watched her in the ring and in and, and previewing? Well, the female side, you know, pretty much big on the female side. Mm-hmm. And we had a very nice more than ready filly few years back that uh, I think she was 20 cents on a dollar at a stake race at Los L and this filly outruns her and then we go back to the Sorrento I think we run fourth and this other filly runs second and we're back there and this factor oh this is low hot breeze I was talking about the Colt but what I liked about oh. her her dam was three for three the second dam was a grade two winner as a two year old at Saratoga in her second start and then all the angles and the physical of her. We uh, liked her, and then we vetted her, and lucky enough to be able to purchase her. Were you guys, were you and Tom even? I mean, you had uh, those half-mile uh, works, three of them in succession, were all pretty fast, including a real good gate work. Um, you had to expect a good run, but did she even exceed your uh, your best expectations in that uh, June 25th race? When they run like that, they always do. I mean, you're always hoping that they get the mind and the body and everything together and break well. I mean, so much happens to them when they make their first start. So when they run like that, you're always surprised. Surprised in a good way for Aloha Breeze, who uh, actually Bill Downs made the morning line for the Angie C Stakes, and you've got her a slight favorite over uh, Miss Dynamic. Yeah, uh, just the maiden special weight versus maiden claiming, even though the, you know, the buyer speed figure is very, very similar. But uh, winning a maiden special weight, I thought, would uh, attract a little bit more betting attention uh, than the maiden claiming winner. And, uh, Bob, I had a question about uh, relationships with trainers. Who makes the ultimate decision? To, uh, obviously, George uh, trusts you to, to run everything, but it, when there's a disagreement between a trainer and, and, and you, who, who wins out, if you will? I like to know this as a handicapper because this is something that, uh, that I don't know much about, and I, I like knowing about the, the, the dynamics of this. Um, I have to take the fifth on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, you know, we, we have a few trainers, and we, you know, their trainer in, in Seattle, you know, not only is Tom a really good friend of mine and a partner, you know, I trust him, you know, to do the right thing. So when we have discussions, you know, he's with them 24-7. I'm not. Um, yeah. And the same thing with Jerry back east and down south. You know, Jerry's in the Hall of Fame, so. Yeah. But, you're taking you know, the fifth because Tom's up 6-4 to four in the last 10, too. So you didn't, <laughs> you didn't want to admit that. Anyway, Bob, uh, yeah, you guys do have a lot of decisions to make on young horses. Um, and you were speaking a little bit about Lloyd's logic, were you, before on uh, why you purchased him? He was third in the first two-year-old race of the meet, the Colt race at four and a half furlongs, and you ran third in there as a five-to-two favorite. What about Lloyd's logic? He's in the King County on Sunday. Yeah, Lloyd, his dam was a stakes winning in Curlin, Philly. That run a little bit, and I remembered her pretty decent family so and he uh caught our eye at the keeneland sale a little bit later we got uh aloha breeze at the end of book three which is you know a, a good book and sometimes you get lucky at the end i think she was about 20 hips from the end of that day when a lot of people are leaving bob capaletti's our guest uh how can lloyd's logic improve on saturday or sunday can he improve yeah, you know, he broke from the rail, which is always tough first time and, and going short. And he, and he broke in, I think on my chart, he probably missed a couple lengths out of the, out of the gate. And then there was a little mishap, uh, mishap in the race that uh, he had to avoid. So I think uh, 
think if he can break and he's off the rail, we might see an improved effort. Good. Uh, Eddie Martinez riding both Lloyd's Logic and Aloha Breeze in stakes this Sunday for George Todaro, Tom Wenzel. And uh, what about Tom? Uh, you're close to him. You're with him, well, five mornings a week. Uh, what's, what's Tom do well as a trainer? Other, We know his stats are really good. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think a couple of the the thing that really sticks out to me with Tom is he evaluates horses very well. Um, and he's a quiet guy and he goes about his business. But in this game, to be a, able to evaluate young horses and put foundations into them, Tom does a, you know, just a terrific job of knowing what he has and getting two-year-olds there, putting a foundation into them and then developing horses. I think that's really his strength is you really can evaluate and develop horses. That's great. Yeah. And he sure did a lot of that for Jerry Paxton. You know, he didn't, uh, he got a lot of responsibility when he had those Jerry Paxton horses as well as George Starro. And there were more for Jerry and Jerry was out watching training, you know, once a week for sure. And uh, boy, Tom sure came through in flying colors. You mentioned young horses, Bob, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Midnight Mojo, who uh, yeah. won our Gottstein Futurity last year, our biggest race for two-year-olds. Again, that was you guys, and uh, I think he ran a pretty good race the other day here, didn't he? Uh, he was back up from California. Yeah, you know, I thought he ran ran real good. Obviously, you know, sprinting's probably not his game, uh, but he tries, and he got over top a few of them. Um, he's He worked this morning, he's doing really well, but He's another horse that uh, we bought at Keeneland the year before, um, and Tom just you know takes time with him and develops them and figures out where they should be and sometimes get lucky. Yeah, he was really moving well at the end of that uh, Auburn Stakes, and uh, we do have the Irish Day. You're looking at that on uh, the 17th. Yeah, he worked this morning pretty well, and uh, ball goes well. I think we'll be in that field. That's great. Some uh, stakes action for the barn, and uh, Dr. Tadaro won the Godstein last year. He's had some really big weekends at Emerald Downs. What are what are some of the highlights nationally that you've been involved with with Dr. Tadaro? Where you've been oh, there? Gosh, since I've gone to been working for George, I think we've had seven Grade One winners, six millionaires, um, hysterical lady, Dakota Phone winning Breeders' Cup, you know, lady of fifty was a Grade One winner. We had a big day back winning two grade ones on the same day when Shared Belief won the uh, Malibu and Sam's sister won the, the uh, what's the, uh, La Brea? La Brea. La Brea, yeah, that was a pretty big day. And Shared Belief, yeah. Uh, tell us that story a little bit, too. Um, had he won two before he was being sold? or Yeah, he broke his maiden. Jerry had a horse in the race at Golden Gate. George and I are actually sitting at Emerald watching the uh, telecast. And Gary had a horse in there that he, he liked quite a bit. And this little first-time starter was in there, and he ran by Jerry's horse like he was standing still. And I think he ran down there 9-1 and one or something. Went, wow. Mm-hmm. And then Marty Weigod, they wanted to sell the horse. And they were going to send him down south to Jerry. And uh, Jerry said, well, let me get first chance to buy this horse. And, we were lucky enough to make the decision to get aboard. Yeah. That. And then he went down and won, I think, uh, the Hollywood preview on his second start, and then the cash call for charity, and then won the Eclipse Award as two-year-old champ. Yeah, I don't think California Chrome was ever better when Shared Belief beat him in the... In the San Antonio, yeah, that was that was quite a day. Yeah, that... Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was a, kind of a rough ending there to Shared Belief. He collect and passed when he was, uh, what, late in his four-year-old year or so? Yeah, December 2nd. Mm-hmm. But, uh, boy, he was a tremendous racehorse, really tremendous uh, little guy yeah. could really fly. Yeah, but, we've been very lucky. But, you know, we're home at Emerald, too, and it's like winning the got scene last year. It was just a huge, just a huge thing. His, you know, Tom hadn't done it, and just to be home and win a race like that. Is it, we've I'm, been I'm, lucky enough to have what, seven different stakes winners at Emerald through the years. A couple hundred granders in that one muddy weekend back. Yeah, uh, that was quite oh, a weekend. Right. Tom won the Tom won the mile with the pace. Yeah, uh, we won the Oaks with Rivalcala 
and we won the disc staff with Gemstone Rush. Yeah. Is 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 George coming out Sunday, Bob? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was talking to Jane last night, and I, I think he, there's a good chance that he'll be coming out. I know I-5's closed going through Seattle and a few traffic things, but I'm hoping he'll be here. Good. That's great. And uh, Tom's, you know, I guess I'm not having you speak for Tom, but what do you like about Eddie Martinez? I, I see him as a real confident guy always, you know, even if uh, he's seeing the top three win uh, 90% of the races and a day or two in a row. Uh, Eddie seems like he's always pretty confident. Is that fa- fairly fair? Eddie's a real confident guy, and and Eddie tries. And you're right, he's not a top three guy. But the wonderful thing about this business is you guys know there's statistics. There's all you know. You get buried in all the statistics and numbers and everything else. And you know Eddie, Eddie might be a, a 10 percent rider on the year, but when he rides for Tom, he's 20 percent. Mm-hmm. And, and he's very confident. And yeah, I leg up Eddie on anything we got. You got any uh, others back there in the barn that haven't debuted yet? Um, there's a couple back there that All right. still haven't haven't run. Might see soon. Okay. Uh, want to give us a name? Give us a name. Are they running uh, here? Or are they it's running? It's just <laughs> us three guys in here and you on the phone. <laughs> yeah, they'll be running here. Okay. We have a couple back at New Jersey that working pretty good too. That might be starting pretty soon. But the ones here, fairly soon. Well, you got twelve twenty on Aloha Breeze. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, five to one, Aloha Breeze by four lengths. Okay, she's in the Angie C on Sunday, and Lloyd's Logic, a second time starter, is in the King County Stakes on Sunday for trainer Tom Wenzel, Eddie Martinez, and of course owner George Todaro and uh, Bob Capletti. Great, a great guy to have involved in Washington racing and being here so often. And uh, great luck the rest of the year, Bob. It's a, off to a pretty good start for you. Yes started pretty well and hope we can keep it going and you know i really appreciate what you guys do for for emerald and your interaction you know you're part of part of the backside family and really appreciate it thank you bob thanks thank, a lot and thanks for all joining right. us all right and i'm gonna be, meet bill one of these days okay yeah i'm on the sixth floor <laughs> <laughs> okay bill all right thanks thanks bob bye bob capaletti joining us on horse racing northwest and thanks to him for that. And uh, we do have uh, our Where Are They Now that uh, Bill has read. And it will be out there amongst us Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on YouTube next week. And the horse this week is McDove, who Vince Brune knows a lot about. Uh, former racing club horse, Vince. That's right. Yeah, we bought the horse privately before the 2017 season. And uh, she came up for, she was a pretty hard knocker. And I think uh, she was sold privately at the end of the year. She had uh, she had an ankle chip and Wayne Campbell, you know, we got to get rid of the horse at the end of the year. Yeah. He, he put up the money. We sold her cheap because she needed the surgery and he paid for it all and took the chance, stepped up. And doggone it, she had a great 2018. She won a couple routes, made a lot of money. They turned a profit, and now she's become a mama. So it's a great success story. Yeah, already has a smiling tiger colt, and Wayne's got more plans for her as well. It's a good story, and it's our where are they now for this week. So we'll take a break, come back with our final segment here on Horse Racing Northwest. Play for your share of over $14,000 with Summer Jam Machine Tournaments at Muckleshoot Casino. Tournaments are back Friday, July 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th. Register for free with your Muckleshoot Rewards card starting at 4 p.m. Don't be late. The tournament starts at 5 p.m. Summer Jam Machine Tournaments. Select Fridays at Muckleshoot Casino. The biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest continues. A couple of juvenile stakes this weekend. Got some inside info there from Bob Capaletti, stable manager for Dr. George Todaro. And uh, we did have a passing in the industry. Chris Thompson passed away at the age of 62. Chris is actually pretty well known in Western Washington. A high school football player for West Seattle uh, had a severe spinal injury as a sophomore 
in a football game and was uh, paraplegic and actually 60% from the waist to the neck. He was uh, uh, disabled as well, but uh, he had about a 15 to 20 year life expectancy, but he outlived that by over 20 years. He passed away on the 4th of July here in Seattle. Uh, just had a lot of friends that got him in the track, like uh, Mike Psycho Gordon and Bob Moss and John Good and Mike Puich trained for him since the mid-80s. Reardon's Gray was their first horse. He went down to L.A. and he pulled off a coup and the, they, they won a bunch of money in the Daily Double. He won the first race and then he got beat apparently a nose in his first try at Hollywood. Another big race. They stepped up in class. Big Paz won 14 races. You remember? I was writing about Big Paz. Yeah, yeah. they're in the late... 80s i remember interviewing chris after a big stakes one he was he was a fun guy i liked him uh always smiling and of course you know tough tough life from age uh 15 all the way but uh chris passed away this past but you know week. what he was an athletic sort right and oh, he yeah. found a way to continue competing i think in in horse racing which i thought was really cool yeah and they say i heard this story twice last week that when he'd hit a ground ball to third in high school baseball, um, the third baseman would throw it to first and he'd already be halfway to second base. He was that fast. Wow. So, you know, that that story might have been embellished, embellished a little, little bit, yeah. but uh, hey, if you wanted to hold him to an infield single, throw the ball over to second third baseman. You know, don't throw it to first. Okay. Chris Thompson. Yeah. Uh, he was here at Emerald Downs on June 10th, Friday. He ran his last horse. He was here. I saw him and Smiling as usual. Drew Big got claimed out of that race. And Okay, let's do uh, some handicapping angles, some short ones. I'm going to do the uh, second start against winners with a drop in class. Keep an eye on those, you know. And, Bill, I've heard you. I've, I've been using this one for you. I've heard you mention that a lot, second start against winners so far in our brief time together. And, you know, that first race, I mean, when you beat a maiden field, a lot of times half the field is never going to win. So sometimes those fields aren't too tough. Then you run against winners. All those horses have won. And some of them are, you know, are on form, of course. So that's a tough spot. And then when you run your second start against winners, you know, the culture shock's over. When you drop in class, you've got even a better chance. And a lot of times you're decent odds because your first start against winners was kind of sour. So you get a lot of, you know, five to 15 to ones in there. So I like that one. I like that. I'll Vince? throw one out here. Um, I don't like any hard and fast rules usually because you got to be flexible as a handicapper. Yeah. But this, you know, this all, this is a little bit of a regimented one here. It's speed horses with at least three career wins that were beaten double digit lengths in their last start. And that can really pop some uh, big prices at a time. Bugs are flying. Yeah, if you've won three times, you're a racehorse, in my opinion. You know, you've you've broken your maiden, obviously. You've beaten winners and you've gone up the ladder. You've beaten some horse, some decent horses. And so if you're a speed horse and you get beaten double lengths, a lot of times that's the jockey wrapping up. It's not today, you know. And when you get dropped a second and third, they're not going to, persevere with them because that's not their style so consequently they get beat a lot of lengths their their form looks cloudy they're proven winners and if the next race the pace scenario looks promising they can be gone at a price okay yeah i know you've talked about speed horses you don't doesn't bother you when they get beat a long way but that three wins shows a little extra quality level i think so yeah okay. yeah you've proven you can beat horses if you win three times you're got you're a little bit of a racehorse okay Nope. Mine is claiming into condition claiming, and I don't care uh, you know, what the what the scenario is. It's something I always, always will circle mm -hmm. in the form, and and it's best to, if you could find one where it's a um, you know a, a, let's say for a five claimer, a straight five thousand dollar claimer, and then they go into condition claiming race, let's seven seventy five hundred. I want that that five claiming race is tougher than the seventy five hundred. Way tougher, claim, way cases. tougher. So that's one of the hardest things I have to teach people sometimes that you can't. The claiming price doesn't mean everything, right? And you know, obviously, if it, they're dropping in, in claiming price, that also applies as well. But usually, those horses get a little bit more uh, um, attention at the betting window. So claiming into condition claiming okay. is, is something to always look at. And we have a lot of condition claiming. Yes, here we do. Down, so it's applicable. Yeah. Yep. 
So did you use that Bill Downs in this past Monday down at Los Alamitos at all? Bill was in the handicapping contest. Well, he, uh, had yeah. a little busman's vacation. Yes. And, and about these real money contests, if you're not, if you're playing it right, you either are going to do great or you're going to end up with zero. Yeah. Because that's how it is. It's not a. It's not like the uh, NHC finals where you build a bank, uh, build a, a total, and you can't lose that total. In this contest, you can lose it all. So I had two chances, and they came second and third in the last race. It was the the Great Lady M or whatever mm-hmm, stakes. Mm-hmm. Becca Taylor's in. Becca there. Taylor's in there. We're trying to beat Becca Taylor. I had the uh, Phil D'Amato had the horse in the outside. I forgot the horse's name. It was a seven horse, and then there's also P- uh, Peter Miller horse a four horse who was uh um in that race and they came in second and third so if i don't i can't sit there and go i would have qualified if either one of those two horses won because i had two tickets but i could tell you i would have i would have been the top five for sure Mm -hmm. in the top two qualified and i would have been very happy too but i took my swing and and missed it's been a long time since I have been back at Los Alamitos. I told you it was the one, the place I called my first uh, quarter horse race was at Los Alamitos way back when. And uh, I have not, I don't think I'd been there for live since they expanded that racetrack, you know, from the, just the quarter horse right. oval to the, the, now the thoroughbred oval. I'll tell you what, it's a long way away is when they uh, turn for home. <laughs> you know, that is one heck of a stretch now. Longest that... stretch in North America. Longer oh. longer than Fairgrounds. Yeah, I think it's 1380. Wow. Yeah, right. so it must be Los Al, Fairgrounds, and Hawthorne? It's Hawthorne Long. Hawthorne's okay. Long, over a quarter mile, too, just over. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, there's a couple of handicapping angles. And uh, are we still on the air here? Size in here. He's not running the machine out there. So, okay. I'm trusting we're still on Horse Racing Northwest as we continue our final segment here racing at emerald downs friday saturday and sunday 7 p.m on friday two and two o'clock on saturday and sunday stakes double header on sunday we do have a handicapping contest coming up at emerald downs on saturday july 23rd it's a 40 dollar buy-in it's live money you can sign up that day uh, up on the fifth floor so saturday july 23rd a handicapping contest uh, covering Emerald Downs. I'm not sure of all the rules at this point, but those of you who are interested will find that out at emeralddowns.com in the next uh, days. Okay, uh, let's see. Where are we at here? We're at uh, sports shorts. Let's do some sports shorts. I've got one here. I don't know if I've done this before or not, but Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth. No real chronology there, but Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth, three of the all-time baseball greats. They ended their careers in the same city that they started their careers with different teams. How about that? That's great. I never thought of that. Yeah. Hank Aaron started with the Milwaukee Braves, ended the last two years. Brewers. Yeah. And Willie Mays, of course, was a New York Giant and a longtime San Francisco Giant and then ended with the Mets. And And Babe Ruth was a... Boston Red Boston Sox. Boston Brave, or Boston Red Sox, and then ended with the Boston Braves in the 40s. Very good. A little okay. different. I like it. Um, okay, on we got a great card top to bottom on Sunday. In addition to those two Tyrrell stakes, um, got uh, some really good, a couple 25,000s, I think. But if you go to race 10, it is the 2020 debut of Mike Mann's Gold. He's the number seven wow. horse on the outside, 26 for 64, lifetime at Emerald Downs. And my sports short is yesterday, July 7, 2012, was the 10th anniversary of Mike Mann's Gold's career win. No, career it? debut, which was a victory at 20 to 1 <laughs> for uh, Dave Martinez, the trainer. And uh, not often a horse uh, can celebrate his 10th anniversary of his win and still be active. But that's the case with Mike Mann's goal. He runs Sunday. Yeah, he had a great two-year-old season. He's won what? It's either three or four stakes here, too. Four. So, he's four he's stakes, tied yeah. for the leading active stakes horse, along with top executive, yeah. and there might be one. And this, this of course, will be it, his 12-year-old season and then the mandatory retirement. That's great to see him back. What a season he had last year at 11. He won three races here Right off the year. bat, yeah. including 7-1 to one in his First race out of the box. Son so of Liberty Gold and Shadoodle. Shadoodle. Built. Baseball All-Star Game okay. is next week. Uh, I think it's in the Dodger Stadium, right? I attended one All-Star Game in person, and it was way back in 1983 in Chicago at the old Comiskey Park and got tickets, 
went downtown with my uh, my late dad, and we sat in the upper deck in the right hand corner uh, down the right field line, and it was a pretty memorable All Star game. Uh, I remember Fred it. Lynn. Uh, for the Angels, hit uh, a grand slam, and, night, and it was uh, you know, like the third or sixth inning. I can't remember. It was the middle part of the game, early the middle part of the game. But it was the only grand slam in 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 All-Star history. Oh. And I believe to this day, no one else has hit a, a grand slam in an All-Star game. And on top of that, the American League won 13-3, to and it was the first time the American League won that right. game in oh, 12 years. Broke a long losing National streak. League was stomping them every year. And uh, I remember making like a sign, the buck stops here, American. I don't know why I was like all <laughs> excited for the for the American League at the time. At the time, I was still kind of like, I kind of liked both teams a little bit in Chicago, the Cubs and the White Sox. Uh, my dad never liked the Cubs, so I guess I, you know he wanted to go to White Sox games more. So I would kind of tag along with him. He'd go to Cub games as well. Don't worry about that. But uh, um, I just uh, just I still have that ticket stub. It's down in my uh, and my mom, my late mom's uh, basement. I have it up on the wall with the ticket stub as well. Nice. Uh, so that's uh, my All Star game. We don't get ticket stubs anymore. No, we don't. I'm I, you know what? Stub. And that's another thing. I wish I understand why and all that, but I have. Um, a collage of like, I don't know, like probably has at least a hundred sporting events on it of, of, you know, mm-hmm. not just like regular games, you know, go into a minor league baseball. I'm talking about, you know, Packer games. I'm talking about um, Chicago bulls games with, you know, the playoffs, the championship. I, I had all that. I went to world cup, all this stuff. It's kind of cool to just to reminisce cool. and, you know, Oh yeah. I, I did go to that uh, game way back when, and so I've 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 had a very privileged uh, sporting event uh, history, being able to go to see uh, games in person. And uh, yes, uh, there, there's I I do uh, um, you know I wish we we still had the ticket stubs. And I I think even right now the um I know the the Packers still send out tickets. They're, you don't use them as the as the actual game tickets, but they'll still send them out to the season ticket holders. Yeah, that's good. So you get so kind you of a still memento. have it because I you know I could and it just the just the the artwork in that classic form with the, yeah the, oh, yeah little color on yeah. the ticket yeah and, and all the, the art still the arts you know perfect. that they use and all that. Nice. So I always thought the Packers Packers do a lot of things right idea. for their season ticket holders, and that's one of them yeah. uh, as well. So there I you know. go. I I digress. I went to the '79 All Star game. That was the game where. Dave Parker had ah. the big throws there, and oh, that was great. Uh, and the National League rallied. Yeah, and Lee Mazzilli hit. Were you the... working for the paper then? No, I just no. went as a fan. We were in the 300 level, way the heck up there, but we went to it. And uh, Bruce Bakhti got a RBI single when he was part of the Mariners. And how how was that single? I was almost going to bring that up. It was like a chopper. Yeah, it? It was yeah. An artificial bounced turf. it yeah. over the shortstop's head. It was, a, yeah. it was an astroturf single. Yeah. How do you bounce a ball over the short when it hits early? It yeah. didn't hit right in front of the shortstop. It was, that's that was the kingdom turf. I'm oh. a huge Bruce Bach fan. Bill? Yeah, I did. I Bouncing. did. I did see a piece on it not too long ago, yeah. and I was like. There you go. That's the kingdom for you. But you like, know, like the Astrodome or the Kingdom, yeah. or you know, that was a tough beat because yeah. the American League had them most of the game. That was back when they couldn't win. Yeah. But Bruce Bakhti was a great player. I thought he I was mean, a hitter. Yeah, and he really, you know, wanted to show a youngster how you protect the plate. That guy did it, and he was really tough to fan because he would protect the plate, shorten his string. He had a great right. eye. Took a lot of walks. And didn't have stylish. a whole lot of power for a big guy, but he no. could pop 15 homers and he'd get a lot of balls into the gap. He was a good ball player. Yeah, he was a valuable team. Well, okay, Parker threw a guy out at third or home? Home. Yeah. It was an incredible throw. But before the game, him and Ellis Valentine and uh, one other guy was out there from right field throwing these Cannons. shots to home plate man it was just so impressive these one hop throws yeah ellis valentine had a cannon too yeah that was cool okay uh selections you know um i'm gonna skip friday because uh this podcast is not going to be heard too much until after friday but uh um i'm gonna go to saturday's seventh race and i'm probably going to take the favorite there nine one one horse came off a really long layoff and won an emerald downs on our opening day uh, you know, he might not have beaten all that much, but he won really easily. And that's why I actually didn't make him favored in there because of who he beat. Yeah. So, um, but you might be right. He could get a lot of play. 
He went up to Hastings and had some good works up there. He just seems a, like a bit of a runner. Uh, there's some questions on some of the Well, there's questions. But I'm going to go nine one one in the seventh. What what is his morning line about? Four to one. Four, Four to one. Okay. Yeah. okay. Could like be wrong there. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, you're right because the the Harbor Outlaw had that big buyer speed yeah. figure and and betters gravitate to that like uh, it's exactly water, yeah water in the desert. So yeah. uh, my pick second race uh, Emerald in a twenty thousand dollar claiming race. Which the, day? Uh, Saturday. Okay. Uh, second race twenty thousand dollar claimer. Go with the five executive action. Watch the race back. Uh, lost to Irish Knight. It was a pretty fast pace, but executive action was closer to the, the action uh, midway th- through the race. And he made the front end at about the 16th pole, and Irish Knight came out and got him. But watching the race back, I could see that Irish Knight goes by him, and you, ex- you just expect, all right, it's over. Mm-hmm. Executive action rebroke a little bit and almost was able to, to, to pass him again. I think he saw him too late. And, you know, he wears blinkers. And I just liked how he rebroke, if you will, even though he still lost the race. So, I, uh, and Irish Knight's in the race again. And so I think you'll, you know, it's just a field of five. So you're not going to be able to retire off this race or anything like that. But executive action, uh, the five horse in race two is uh, Saturday play for me. Okay. And uh, Vince is going to withhold because of making morning lines. So, there's some selections. Uh, Ten race card on Sunday with Mike Mans Gold in the finale, and of course uh, two year olds in action in the NGC and the King County. All right, we'll end it with our trivia question and send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. This I've been asking some tough questions here. I'm you know digging fairly deep. So this one last week was of the meat leading earning horse, the top earner at a meeting at Long Acres, Yakima Meadows, or Emerald Downs from 1970 to 2021. Of those top earning horses, who had the most victories for the one season? So is that a little convoluted? But uh, No, I understand okay. it. Yeah. You led the meet in earnings, and you could have had four wins. You could have won the mile. You could have had one win. But who had the most wins among a meat-leading earning horse? It was Snipple Dew in 1990, being claimed for 60000 early in the season. He just went on a complete terror run, including the mile. He won the Magnuson after the mile. Snipple Dew for Bob Resoff, Marion Smitty, James Corral wrote him, and Kendon Worley. Kendon Worley got that answer. All Kendon, right. nice great work. work. Kendon Worley. You had to do a little research to get that. So, Kendon, you've got a uh, Emerald Downs T-shirt coming your way. And uh, this week's question, um, three horses at this track of one at seven different distances. Mike Mansgold's not one of them. So, Noosa Beach is one. I'm going to throw that one out. Name one of the others. A horse that's one at seven different distances at Emerald Downs. That's uh, some versatility there. I think I've used it before, but it's been a few years. So send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Any final words, fellas? On to the races. On to the races. Pretty much. Okay. Thanks for listening to Horse Racing Northwest.